0: Let's get nuts. Ah, there we go. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to Film Junkie Live. It's uh, Monday, September 18th, and Jesus Christ, this Monday night football game is just intense. It really is. It's like very intense what's happening. And we got another injured freaking person. My God, what is going on with this game? Anyways, it, it's been pretty crazy. That's for damn sure. So uh, hopefully you guys are doing well. Uh, make sure you guys, of course, uh, smash that like thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. Come on, do that. Hopefully you guys had a good weekend. Hopefully a pretty decent weekend. Like I said, football's back. We got the game on right now, and I'm not even sure what the heck happened. Show a replay. Come on. Show a replay. Why aren't you showing a replay? It's not good, though. It's definitely not good. It's one of those, you know, some player down on the field, and people are, like, kneeling down and all that stuff. So, Jesus, it's not looking good. But anyways, let's see who's out there. We got Daniel right here. What's up? How's it going? We got Eric right here. I wonder how or even if Juan will address the reshoots he didn't participate in. That said, I suppose it's a good sign that sign he is involved in the uh, publicity tour, unlike Zach the just, justice, Well, you got to realize that he, he, right now he could be the only one that, that can promote this movie. No, no writer, no actor can promote this movie. But him being a director, it's like like he has to. Now he has to step up to the plate, and now he's got to do interviews and stuff like that. So, what's going on, Ryan? Good to see you. We got Jason McKenzie, always great to see you. Ahoy, ahoy. We got Mama Film Junkie here. Hi, Mom. Always great to see you, Mom. Always great. All right, let's see. Uh, Who else we got? We got Droga right here, Axel. We got Russ. What's happening? I want to see uh, uh, Aquaman fight Poseidon. Well, you never know. It could happen. Hey, we got Stephanie T right here. Good to see you. I'm pixelated. Is that what's happening? Am I having technical difficulties again? Turn that off. Uh, am I pixelated? Doesn't look like I'm pixelated. I'm going back to the feed. I think we're good. But, all right. Am I pixelated? All right. So we got Jay Bess right here. And who else we got? We got Steve O. We got Antonio. Remember, David Zaslov didn't offer James Wan a new contract, he let him leave to another studio. But I think it was just like, uh, well, James Wan also was on, you know, he has a quote by saying that he never does like trilogies. So, so yeah. Eh, I don't think, I think it's good. Yeah, see? Super clear. You know, when, you know, Jason's one of my moderators. It's looking good, looking good on my end. So, I don't know, Ryan, maybe it might be something on your end. See, other people aren't seeing it. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Saints are not. Uh, but, I mean, the thing is, though, well, now it's not good. Uh, wait, wait, that was something else. What was that? Okay, yeah, the the, the Browns just, I don't even know what happened earlier. Damn it. This is what happens when I have to stream during during a Monday Night Football. So, all right. Good day, pixelation free. That's what I like to hear right there. So, thank you. Thank you so much for... Uh verifying that because yeah okay there you go ryan you fixed it so good glad that is but thank you guys of course for uh, joining on this monday we got lots to talk about we're gonna be talking about you know of course aquaman 2 we've talked about that trailer obviously that's just been like the biggest thing when it comes to dcu kind of stuff dcu dceu whatever the heck, heck it is uh we'll talk a little bit about that and you know and james wan of course has been doing some um He's been doing some interviews. Oh, was that? Okay. I, just, I know. I got the game on in the background. I apologize. Um, so we'll talk about what he said and just the fact that, you know, we brought it up on the Vox stream that, that, uh, is James Gunn even going to promote this one? It's very interesting. So we've got that. We'll talk a little bit about Batman Day and, uh, you know, some directors did post some things on Batman Day, which is pretty interesting. Of course, we we'll talk about the box office. And then, speaking of a Batman director, we got Tim Burton that is basically... Well, he's answered the question. I mean, we're, we're just getting so many interviews with directors right now because they're the only ones that can do anything when it comes to, you know, Hollywood. And, you know, when it comes to the strikes and everything. It's just... It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, we got Tim Burton talking about the Flash right there. So yeah definitely gonna be interesting all right guys let's go ahead and get to uh some of the tweets that i got picked out for today got picked out for today uh first off we're gonna start off with this behind the scenes featurette because my god i mean it was absolutely beautiful and uh so we got this right here we got the ahsoka they dropped this right here behind the scenes of ahsoka and of course uh hayden Hayden uh, returning as Anakin, so it's kind of showing like a behind the scenes right here, which uh, you know looks pretty cool. And again, this episode, it, this was just damn good. Star I just Wars. really thought, well, there's an opportunity I could bring Anakin and Ahsoka together. It's just yes. awesome. I didn't expect to see you so soon, Anakin. When I got the phone call Innicate. to talk about being a part of the Ahsoka project, I was thrilled. One is never too old to learn, Snips. I met Hayden when I was 16. 16 years and old. we were in acting school together over a summer. And to have Pretty that sweet. kind of history with him, it really was like seeing my old friend. It's nice. So yeah, we got this that they released right here. It's just cool to see this because, again, when it came to that Ahsoka episode just damn good star wars right there just damn good star wars i will say that but i I, i'm still on the reservation on the 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 fact that it's like well i don't know if this uh series should have been an actual series should have been a movie but hey what could he do what can he do nicholas cage all right so we got nicholas cage uh Who is uh, in, a, in a new movie that's going to be... I mean, Nicolas Cage, it seems like he's just... He's continuing doing movies, and we love it because it's freaking Nicolas Cage. And there's nothing wrong with that. But now he's going bald with a beard. So look at this. In The Butcher's Crossing. Butcher's Crossing. We've got a bald Nicolas Cage with a beard. Western. And I'm just kind of going like, all right. I never knew I needed a bald, bearded Nicolas Cage. I think we all needed that at one point, right? So we got that right there. And, of course, there's the trailer. Check out the trailer. But it was just kind of kind of interesting because, you know, just like John Travolta, Nicolas Cage also had, you know, something going on on the top of his head that, you know, was, uh, was it fake? Was it real? What's going on on the top of your head? And now it's like, okay, is he going to start embracing the bald? Probably not, but you never know. We know you had a receding hairline there, Nick. But it's fine. We still love you. We still love you. And then we got the Loki Season 2 little promo right here. Apparently, the first episode is going to debut, I think it was Wednesday, right? Wednesday or Thursday? Is it Thursday? October 5th. It's going to debut October 5th, 6 p.m. PT. So they posted this today. Returns. October 5th. We're back. Great Loki season two. Streaming October 5th at 6 p.m. PT. Just watch. Just watch. There you go. So they posted that little promo right there. Looking forward to season two. Really like season one. Okay. So when it comes to these these people, these celebrities, they really Okay. Um so obviously with everything that's happening when it comes to the writer's strike, the biggest thing when it comes to the writer strike when it comes to these talk show hosts is the fact that, well, they don't have writers to write their jokes or monologues or whatever the fuck when it comes to all this. And it seemed like when it came to certain talk show hosts, Drew Barrymore, um, you know, other ones, Bill Maher. One of them, too, was the fact that they were just going to be like, you know what, we are going to return and film the show, but we're not going to have writers. We're just going to do a thing where, you know, we just don't have a writer's room, I guess, when it comes to all this. So Drew Berryman was the first one to basically say, like, yes, we are, in fact, going to come back and do the show. And naturally, when it comes to the Internet, she got a lot of backlash, got a lot of backlash when it came to that. So then of course, she, they, they take it back and then she posts an apology video, which I wish these celebrities would realize that just posting a, an apology video is going to make things worse. It's like fire gas, yes! okay? But that, not, not only did that happen, the apology video also got deleted. And then they released this statement when it came to the Drew Barrymore show, which I totally forget is a thing. But they said right here, I've listened to everyone. I am making the decision to pause the show's premiere until the strike is over. I have no words to express my deepest apologies to anyone I have hurt and, of course, to our incredible team who works on the show and has made it what it is today. We really tried to find our way forward, and I truly hope for a resolution for the entire industry soon, very soon. It's like, what did you expect? What did you expect when you're gonna be like, you know what, we're gonna do the show without the writers, without the negotiations happening and all this stuff. I mean, it's like, what were you expecting? Did you not expect backlash? Did you not? You realize what's happening right now, right? I know Drew Barrymore doesn't have to worry about anything, about, you know, the money that she has, for sure. She's rich, she's been rich, she doesn't care, probably. Just like you know, Bill Maher doesn't care either, but he announced that he was coming back, and then and then and then his wording when it came to him coming back for his show was the fact that he said that uh, that he heard the negotiations were happening soon, so something should be happening soon. So he used that like, oh yeah, I got because I guess like Wednesday they're supposed to like meet again and have negotiations again on Wednesday. And um, uh, who knows if that's actually going to happen? Probably. I mean, I guess it is happening, but who knows if there's going to be any kind of resolution. So they actually use that excuse of like, okay, yeah, it looks like the strike's going to be ending soon, which hopefully it does. But I mean, who knows nowadays? But it's just like when you release an apology video, it does not help anything. It does not help one thing apology video it just makes things worse okay you already have this wound that you open why are you dumping salt and lemon juice on the wound that's what you're doing that's what you're doing stop it stop doing that freaking celebrities man they just don't know (sighs) take it to you know i mean well they don't live on the internet like some of us do (laughs) i guess you could say so yeah it's just always funny it's always funny but we got Zack Snyder here. Hey, listen to this right here. Okay, if you guys aren't following Zack Snyder Film on uh, on Twitter, uh, do yourself a favor, f- follow them, because... Uh, they, they, they just dig up like all kinds of good Zack Snyder content, Zack Snyder videos. And it's kind of funny because obviously, you know, with, with the way that everything that is happening now, when it comes to the DCU and, and all in, and, and where we're at, you know, with James Gunn and every and everything, we're like, what is going on? What is happening and uh, how we're feeling about it? What's the fandom feeling like? What's everything feel? I mean, it's all just kind of crazy right now, but, um, one of the things is like, obviously there's people that don't like what's happening right now so then we have Zack Snyder right here kinda making a joke like what he would feel like about a new superman ten years from now so it was kinda funny so here we go think about how many comic book stories they've done over the years in the hands of how many different creators everybody having a different take on it now you've got the tools in filmmaking to actually make movies that look like these comic books so rather than being like do the greatest hits. Just right. show yeah. me everything oh, right, I've ever right. seen. Like, let None. them do what every good combo creator does takes the character and does and something original with it. Which yeah. is good, like, which this, is what right now, we want. We're in the Man of Steel frenzy because this is the Man of Steel of our generation or this yeah. current generation. But 10 years, he's going to probably be like, hey, what do you think of the new Superman? Yeah. Like, yeah, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'll be all crusty and mad. <laughs> think See, about how many. He'll be all crusty and mad so maybe the the next time that zack snyder comes on the uh the vodka stream should play this video for him I'm like are you crusty and mad that there's going to be a new superman how you feeling about that now i don't know if i do that but i remember this interview or i remember this this video all this that was happening i think amy adams was actually a part of this um right here because they were talking it was kevin smith was hosting it and i remember because he was wearing you know he was wearing his hockey jersey that had the man of steel emblem on on the front of it and i remember like it was like um when that was all when that was happening i remember there was like something that where i think like zach actually like dropped an f-bomb and i don't think he was supposed to drop an f-bomb but it was actually pretty sweet so yeah but good video right here. Good video right here. Try not to bring up James Gunn because you'll you'll get a lot of backlash. Nah. Not really. Uh, I don't do that. I don't get backlash when it comes to things. What are you talking about? And then speaking of stupid things, this is what happens right here. Update when it comes to Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. So we all saw that they, you know, they got uh, outed. That they sent... Character letters like to back up and defend Danny Masterson to the judge and to all the legal stuff when it came to his case And so did some some of the other that 70s show Cast alumni also did the same thing but uh, obviously when it comes to Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis They were like the top ones and they of course decided to release an apology video which, again, why the fuck are you doing this? Stop it. Stop doing apology videos. It's dumb. It doesn't help anything. It makes you look worse. And then look what happened. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis have stepped down from the board of THORN, the anti-child sex abuse organization Kutcher co-funded, in 2009. 2009. <sighs> So all that work you did when it came to that all gone. Now kind of almost makes you wonder It's like, Hey, Ashton and Mila, you got some skeletons in your closet because why step down from all this? They ask you, they ask you to step down. What's going on with this? It's just like, Jesus Christ. Again, releasing an apology video just doesn't, it doesn't work are these celebrities ever going to realize this? Stop releasing apology videos. It does not help. It does not work. It makes things worse. That's what it does. It makes things worse. The PR team was like, whatever. And then all of a sudden they're just like, oh, that didn't work. You guys better step down because of what you co-founded there, Ashton. And it's like, okay, what he co-founded should be a good thing. And hopefully that organization is doing good things because let's face it, the anti-child sex abuse organization is a good thing. But now Ashton Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis is no longer a part of it because of this whole mess. But it is kind of weird. It's like, all right, so if they, if they don't have skeletons in their closet, which to me just almost screams like they fucking do. um, Well, let's face it. Mila Kunis did lie about her age before she got on that 70 show. When did her and Ashton Kutcher start, you know, hooking up? Anyways, that could be a whole other fucking can of worms. Just kind of just the, the guilt is there. But at the same time, if there's no guilt, this makes you look guilty. This makes you look guilty. So why? Why even? I don't know. But hey, there you go. That's the update on them. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Absolutely Ridiculous ah bad boys bad boys what you gonna do so we got bad boys four coming out and according to the two directors which of course is the batgirl directors mr rb and mr falah they've talked about what the title could possibly be for bad boys four and they said it could be bad boys ride or die that's right we're getting to the point where we just can't even like it can't just be called Bad Boys 4. Well, Bad Boys 3 was called Bad Boys 4 Life. So they wasted the fact that they could do that stupid thing where they put a f- fucking number in the title... You know, when they do that, they put a number in the title to replace the word. It's a lot better than replacing a letter. You know how they do that with a letter where it's like, hey, the A looks like a four or the E is a it's like a backwards three. So we're just going to put that right in there. Remember fan four stick? We always call it fan four stick because they change, you know, in Fantastic Four, they changed the A to a four to make it be like look something cool. But it's it just looked like fan four stick. At least in my eyes but they already wasted bad boys for life with the last one which didn't make sense to me because i was thinking like why would you put bad boys for life for the third one can't you come up with something else or just call it bad boys three bad boys two was bad boys two it's like you don't have to actually make up a title you could just it it could just be a sequel and have a number at the end of it but it might be called bad boys ride or die this one's going to be interesting. I feel sorry again for these directors because it's like, well, um, when it comes to uh, when it comes to this, I mean the whole thing with Will Smith, I mean that's what I wonder well, how is that going to affect this movie right here? How is it going to affect the movie so I don't know, yeah, exactly, or Roman numerals like you guys are putting out there right now, Roman numerals, okay, what the heck? What the hell is this? I'm sure you guys saw this. And this is very, very strange. Very strange. Jonathan Majors, we know that he's still going to... He still has an open case when it comes to his uh, his abuse case uh, with people, you know, with women coming out and saying that they were abused by Jonathan Majors. Um, So... We're kind of wondering what's going on with all that. When it came to the first one that came about, it seemed like she was the crazier one when it came to the text messages and whatever. It almost seemed like, okay, something is weird with that. But then again, you don't know when it comes to how PR teams work. And then of course we get this video from TMZ that they obtained that has Jonathan Majors breaking up a high school fight between two girls. What? So we got this, they're fighting, we'll fast forward, and then here he comes, Jonathan Majors, that's right, Avengers, you know, the guy who's playing Kang, the the new baddie of the MCU comes trotting in, hey, hey, stop, 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 you know, no, 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 what are you doing? Stop it. No. no what? I'm no, 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 no. You shouldn't be fighting. You're, no, that's not what you, no. No, no, stay away from each other. Why are you, why is there no, you know, yard duties or freaking, you know, uh, people from the school even doing anything? Is this even a school? What kind of school is this? Look at the walls. Looks, I don't know if that's anything. an actual school. What the hell is happening here? This does not look real. Well, clearly. That's what the hell is going on here? Where's the, ah, Jesus. I've, yeah, why was he, at? why would he even be at a high school? I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's an explanation for that. Nephew, something, second cousin that he's picking up. I don't know what he's doing, but it's just very odd. You know, I remember seeing a lot of people were like, this looks fake as shit, which it does. And so I remember like one of the best things I saw was like, it looks like this is something that Vought, would actually put together to, you know, make sure that one of their heroes is, looks good in the limelight. I don't even know what the hell is going on here, but it's, it's definitely not this. And I don't believe this for a second. Ah, Jussie Smollett, what? Uh, okay. <laughs> it's just very strange. Ah, <sighs> hey, look what's happening. Obviously, with Batman Day, that happened over the weekend. Look what happened right here. Oh, this is in the UK, I believe. They had, like, a Batman display, so they had all the suits that were displayed. You know, we got Batfleck, we got Battenson and then, of course, we got the new Keaton suit right there. That's all displayed. We got Bale right there. So they have all the suits displayed. Yeah, you don't see all the suits displayed at the uh, Warner Brothers one over here, uh, maybe they have the new ones up, but I mean, I, they didn't have, I don't know if they had Batson up, but they had Bale's bat suit up and they had all the justice league members bat suit up and they had the 89 Batman one up. And of course, Reeves Superman, and, of course, have a lot of them displayed right there. So I just thought that was cool. Especially since Batman day, of course, was happening on Saturday. <laughs> Max is the leader. Max, HBO Max, Warner Brothers, the leader. They are the leader for canceling content. That's right. You yeah, know, I mean, one of the biggest issues that's happening in the world right now or happening in the Hollywood world right now is the streaming platform is not, uh, well, I mean, that's part, partly why we're having the strikes because obviously now they have a loophole where they don't have to pay actors like they used to when it came to TV. And showing reruns and whatever, syndication was always like a thing. That's why, you know, I mean, let's face it, Jerry Seinfeld, after Seinfeld wrapped up, he didn't have to work anymore if he didn't want to because he was, he already made a shit ton on the actual show. And then just for the reruns, and I mean, the, the entire Friends cast don't even have to work again, too, of course. But obviously with the streaming platform, it is uh, a lot different. So when it comes to that, I mean, but at the same time, TV you know, channels cancel a lot of shit too, but when it comes to streaming, according to Variety right here, when it comes to canceling content, Max led the way with twenty six point nine percent. Disney comes in in second at twenty one point one. Netflix is actually fifth at twenty or ten point two, and of course, Apple comes in lower because Apple. It's easy for Apple because, of course, they have the Apple company that can just back this whole thing. So they could pick and choose what they want for their series. And usually the series go into a season two. So they're not canceling content quite like, well, Max and then Disney. You would have thought that Netflix was number one. But no, Netflix is not number one. Isn't that interesting? Because it seems like Netflix has been canceling shit like crazy. But no, Max is number one. Good old Zazzy Pants. Zazzy Pants canceling shit like crazy. He loves to cancel. And you get to cancel. You get to cancel. Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder too. Because it's like, man, what, how much con- what, what are you going to have when it comes to content? When it comes to all this? I don't know. It's all just do freaking, you know. It's all just crazy. It's all just freaking crazy. Ah, oh, crap. All right, so... There you go. Just wanted to talk about that. And then we'll talk about uh, Sean. Hold on. Let me do this thing first because I messed up this. Uh, My stream deck. There we go. I always mess that up. Hold on. No. Hold on. Hold on. Testing it out here. Make sure I got this. There you go. My God. All right. Just making sure I had the drops right. So. I always forget how this layout is. Didn't mean to do the Exclusivo thing. But anyways, we got this. Uh, what an idiot! That's right. Sean Penn. Did you guys see this quote that he made? Now, this is an interesting. It's an interesting quote because obviously mm-hmm. he's speaking about the uh, what's happening right now when it comes to AI and doing all this stuff and what what is happening with these companies when they're scanning people, scanning voices, scanning whatever the hell. So he had this quote right here when he had an interview. He says, Sean Penn says, so you want my scans and voice data and all that. Here's what I think is fair. I want your daughters because I want to create a virtual replica of her and invite my friends over to whatever we want in a virtual party right now. (laughs) Good God. Um, I get what you're saying. And you want to reverse it? You want to reverse it. You definitely, you you want to throw it back on them. Like, how would you feel? It's just the way that this comes out when it comes to this quote. No, that's not the way to do it there, Sean Penn. It's not the way to say it. I get it. Again, I get it. I get what you're trying to go for. You were trying to just like cut deep, cut deep and throw it back on them. I get it, but man, does that sound just creepy as fuck. It sounds very creepy. I want your daughters because I want to create a virtual replica of her and invite my friends over to do whatever we want in a virtual party right now. What the fuck kind of friends are you hanging out with, Bill Cosby? I mean, what, Roman Polanski, what are you hanging out with there, Sean? Seriously. Would your friends actually want to do that? That's just like, good God. It's bad. That's just, I don't know. I just saw, we all saw this and we were like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's Sean Penn, what could he do? It's something, he's got a gnarly vein in his bicep at least right there, right? Okay. Hey, but we got Benny Affleck right here. He's in a new Duncan's Donuts commercial. Did you guys see this? That's right. Drinking a drink that has, like, you know, 157,000 grams of sugar. Going well. Maybe brand ambassador. Anyways, you guys probably saw that, but I just thought I would, like, show you guys, you know. Benny Affleck, you know. And I don't even know who she is. I forgot what her name is. Again, I'm, I'm out of, I, I, I don't know. I don't know who that is. All right, I think we're good. I uh, got that right there. We'll talk about that. Okay, I think we're good. All right, let me go back. Come on. I did it again. Of course I did. Jesus. Ah. Full screen. There we go. Ah, Hold on. Sorry, guys. I thought I had my stream deck thing like all worked out, but no, I don't. Do that. There we go. Turn that off. All right. We're good now. But anyways, there, there are some tweets right there that I thought I'd share with you guys. I thought I'd share with you. Oh, yeah. Where's that? Okay. Anyways, all right. Let's go ahead and uh, talk about the main topic right here. How are we doing out there? You guys good? You guys good? Game's still happening. Steelers are still winning. There's two games on right now. Yeah. Uh Ice Spice. The Barbie song. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. I, I remember seeing the name, but I totally drew a blank, and I was like, "She has like spice in her name," and there it is, ice, ice spike. So, did I say spike? Spice. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Let's talk about Aquaman. Aquaman 2 trailer, holy crap, is James Gunn gonna promote it? I haven't seen anything. Is he going to do it? Nothing on Twitter, nothing on threads, nothing on anything. I haven't seen anybody post about it. Why the hell is he not promoting Aquaman 2? Trailer comes out. What is going on? And we talked about this briefly on the, uh, on, on the Vodka stream. It is weird because when it comes to James Gunn, I'm wondering what's going on with that contract where certain things he doesn't promote and certain things he promotes the absolute shit out of. I mean, it just seems like that's the case. I mean, Black Adam came out, didn't promote it. His wife is in it. It was almost like there was like something in his contract that said you can't do that. He promoted Shazam, The Flash, Blue Beetle, nothing for Aquaman and The Lost Kingdom. But we all remember when he announced the new DCU slate and he just brushed right over aquaman 2 which just kind of made it seem like oh yeah he's not going to promote that really at all and it seemed like at, for a while they're like uh hey, is warner Bros. even going to give it a trailer a clip some more images what is going to be happening with it but it's just like what but he has not touched it he has not said anything it's like come on jimmy guns what's happening what's happening you have to have something, I mean, just, it's, I, again, I'm like, what is, I don't, I don't I don't get it, I don't get it, I really don't get it, it's because he's Lobo, right, it's because like James, uh, Jason Momoa is Lobo now, is that what's happening, who knows, uh, but the trailer came out, and you know, it got mixed, it's kind of funny, because trailer came out, and you know, for about Thursday into Friday, it was like, everybody was talking about it, and then nobody was talking about it, pretty much after that, I mean, The biggest thing that i saw when it came to the trailer was obviously you got um you know the snyder phantom which you know obviously i'm a part of but at the same time there's like you got that that loud that loud small percentage of it who just of course hates anything else that comes out when it comes to dc they they claim that they wanted you know they want these directors to do their thing but they don't like anything that any other director does. So naturally it was just like a lot of just hate thrown at this trailer for specific things. I mean, the, the, the the most specific thing that I saw that got the hate of course was Arthur coming outside and the Aquaman costume was hanging out to dry. And a lot of people are like, what the hell, this is stupid humor. And I agree. I was like, Oh, that's, that's dumb. But I, I didn't think that was like, okay, now I have to hate this for the next week. But, yeah, I get it. I get it. it's like, it's it's kind of dumb. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, whatever. It's a different director. It's a different style. It's different, whatever the heck. Uh, we'll see what happens when it comes to James Wan. But, obviously, I'm worried that there's been too much fuckery when it comes to his movie, because it seems like that is actually the case. But, what's going on, Phil? Good to see you. So, uh, obviously, we have... This article right here when it comes to uh, Entertainment Weekly. Uh, Obviously, we have the two brothers right here, which, of course, is going to be the main subject of the movie right here, which, of course, I hope is good. I hope it's not cringy. I hope they have great chemistry. James Wan dives deep into Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom and the DCU's Changing Tides. This is definitely... Yeah, this is definitely behind the curtain. Nicole Kidman remarks as she steps by to greet EW on the set of Aquaman and Lost Kingdom, the shoot for the sequel to uh, the 2018. That is what's so crazy. 2018. It's for a billion dollar franchise or a billion dollar character. It took this long, took this long to get a sequel. Five freaking years, man, that's that's not good. I mean, you're already pushing it at three years. I mean, to be honest, it's like if you're not doing a sequel or you're not. I mean, the last time I mean, obviously we saw Arthur in the flash, but it was not the greatest post credit scene. It was a dumb post credit scene. Again, we're all like worried that um, they're turning him into—they're uh, turning Aquaman into the joke that he started off to be. And Zack Snyder and James Wan were trying to make him not a joke, but what could he do? Unhelpful English weather. Okay, so they're talking about all that. To be fair, blah blah blah. Uh, when EW catches up with Wan earlier this week via Zoom, the director can't help but admit that a lot has changed in the world of DC since that rainy day in London 23 months prior. 23 months! Dude, fucking, they were working on this movie two years ago. That's what's so crazy. Obviously, I have to be mindful, he says. If I'm living in a house, and the house is getting renovated around me, it's hard for me to not take notice, because the roof, the ceiling, mi- ceiling's missing, right? But the beauty of this movie is Aquaman is this uh, obviously talking about this Aquaman world, is that very early on, we always said that we were our own separate universe. But no matter what, you're always going to have some kind of connection. you got to like talk about a little bit. Obviously, in the first Aquaman, they talk about Steppenwolf a little bit. So they had to do a little bit of a connection with the first one. But for the most part, he is correct because there's not really much more other than that Steppenwolf line that we hear in the first Aquaman that has any kind of connective tissue when it comes to when it came to the DCEU. <sighs> so he says that. So he says, my goal was always if we could spin off a Seven Kingdoms universe, that would be my ideal dream. So what we do ultimately doesn't get affected by all that stuff, all that noise. Stay the course. On set in 2021, <laughs> Saffron, oh boy, is particularly keen to talk up the on-screen dynamic between Momoa and Wilson in the in the sequel, which is written by David Leslie, Johnson uh, McGoldrick. My God. At the end of Aquaman, Arthur defeated his scheming half-brother Orm and became King of Atlantis while Wilson's character was led away to prison. In Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, the feuding siblings form an uneasy partnership to take on another of the film's big bads, of course, Mr. Uh, yaya Abdul Mateen the second Black Manta, a vengeance seeking and now hugely powerful supervillain in uh, possession of the Black Trident, which gives him the ability to command an evil, an ancient evil. Saffron compares the relationship between the brothers to the partnership of Nick Nolte's cop and Eddie Murphy's convict, in 1982's action classic 48 hours okay so comparing it to 48 hours the characters played by Noel, T. yeah okay the bickered it's going to be a lot of bickering and all that stuff today juan emphasizes that his plan for aquaman 2 has remained the same since the beginning has it really been james i don't know about that despite what you may have read in the press the hollywood reporter published an article in july of this year about the film's allegedly torturous post-production the piece claimed that Juan had overseen three rounds of reshoots to uh uh, the most recent taking place just in the month before and had to and had been forced to separately film footage of ben affleck and michael keaton for a planned appearance by batman in the film because the changes in warner brothers release slates ugh how much is he overseeing from what I gather, it's mainly Momoa and Saffron that we're overseeing. But anyways, asked if, the, if there's any truth of filming both Affleck and Keaton, Juan replies, the tricky thing early was not knowing whether Aquaman would come out first or come out after The Flash. So we just had to be prepared. At the end of the day, the best thing I would say about this movie is that it is not connected in any way to, those, to any of those films. That's the bottom line. Okay. But it was going to be connected at one point. It was going to be connected because there was an original idea when it came to when it came to Ben Affleck's Batman. And then there was an, another idea that when it came to Michael Keaton's Batman. That's what's so funny. Of course, he said, that's a no comment right now when it comes to, hey, is Batman showing up? He's not. We already know that Batman's not going to be showing up. No Bruce Wayne's going to be showing up in Aquaman 2. So when he said like, oh, yeah. No comment. Yeah, we get that. We get that. He's again, James is just doing what he needs to do when it comes to these interviews. You're not you're going to have to wait to, uh, to you know, for the movie to come out. Yeah. And there's not going to be any Bruce Wayne in there or Batman. Juan doesn't dispute THR's reporting that Gunn had weighed in on the Aquaman sequel, but the filmmaker also asserts that the end product is very much his vision. Ah, god, how many times have we heard this? Uh, I've known James since way back right he says we're horror guys and so i'm definitely open to ideas but at the end of the day this is my movie all right on the subject of reshoots one insists correctly that such additional photography has become a routine part of producing big budget movies and that he directed a comparatively small amount of new material after the main shoot. He clarifies of the situation, we have big actors in this movie and everyone's schedule is really hard. So we had to break up our shooting schedule into sections. We'll shoot a bit here now because the actor's available and then we'll do another shoot now because the guy's available, whatever the fuck. Did I just read that right? Probably not. People are like, oh, they're doing a whole bunch of different shoots. No, if we actually combine them all together, it's actually not that many number of days at all. He's doing a good job. He's doing a good job when it comes to these reshoots. He's got some good writers. (laughs) He's got some good writers. He got some of those conjuring writers to write this shit. Am I right? my god (laughs) it's bad anyways hey what's going on fear jason and we got niner for life and we got saggy in here too always saying i'm smelling you know but i shower right before i go live so i'm smelling good Juan was form when uh it comes to creating something special with additional photography one of the supernatural antagonists in 2018 yeah he does say the fact that uh, when it comes to the nun, the demon nun, which has now got that uh, had a sequel that just came out this week. And he talks about that. And then he talks about this when it comes to Amber Heard and her role as Mira in Aquaman 2. One. Circumspect is circumspect. Juan is circumspect while talking about the other shadow looming over his film, which involves Amber Heard. The actress claimed in May of 2022 that her part in the superhero sequel had been pared down as the result of the publicity surrounding her breakup with Johnny Depp. Heard was testifying in a Virginia court as part of a defamation trial instigated uh, by Depp over instigated by Depp over 2018 Washington Post article written by an actress in which written by the actress in which she chronicled her experiences as domestic abuse survivor. Depp first, blah, blah, blah. Do all that. Okay, we don't need to hear about that regarding regarding Herd's remarks about her role in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Juan insists that he always intended the focus of the second movie to be the relation between Arthur and Orm and not between Arthur and his paramour Mira, as we as was the case in the 2018 film. Sure. They have a kid together. There's a baby. She, what? I mean, yeah, I get it. Like the cusp of the movie is about the brothers, but there is this very pivotal thing about Arthur's story is the fact that he has a child with her. So, again, Juan's just, you know, he's got to play the game. He's playing the game right now. The director recalls, I always pitch this to everyone from the get-go. And I get that. I'm sure that was the case. The first Aquaman was about... Uh, Arthur and Mira's journey. Sure. The second movie was always going to be Arthur and Orm, Sure. So the first was a romance action adventure movie. The second one is a bromance action, um, uh, action adventure movie. We'll leave it at that. See, I love how he ends all this stuff. That's a no comment. You'll have to see. We'll leave it at that. God, poor guy. Poor guy. That's a personal thing that has nothing to do with Aquaman, he says, with a laugh. Everyone, every movie kills me as a director, okay? You can quote me on that, on that one. Every movie kills me. Jeez. If a movie doesn't kill you as a director, you're not doing your job right enough. Man. Spoken as a true horror director. My God. Talking about, like, movies killing him kills me and i love that i like how he's feeling about that it's like yeah When I make a movie, it just kills. But at the same time, it's almost like, is that code for something there, James Wan? Every movie kills you. Does it really... When you're doing, like, small horror movies, like when you did uh, Malignant and everything, maybe it killed you when people were, like, talking about the test screenings and people were laughing and walking out. But at the same time, when Malignant got released, everybody praised it because it was just, like, horror camp, and he nailed it, and he had James Wan'd it like like a... And it was something, you know, beautiful. But when it comes to these big blockbuster movies, holy shit. I mean, James Wan was the one who had to direct the movie that Paul Walker, you know, died during the filming, Furious 7. So, geez. This guy's been sent through the ringer when it comes to that. And let's see. was there anything else really in this article? I don't think so. Not too much more about that. I think we're okay with that, so. But, uh... Yeah, it's just kind of interesting because, again, James Gunn has not promoted the trailer, has not talked about it on any of the social media. I mean, I get it. People are, uh, again, they're flocking even more away from Twitter, even though they're not. I don't know. It's weird. X, whatever. I know Elon's doing things and people are not liking it. But uh, And James Gunn is usually posting on threads or whatever, but he has not said anything about it. And it's, just, it's, just, it's just a weird thing. It's just a weird thing to me when it comes to all that. I'm like, what? Why is the why is he promoting certain things and not other things? It just doesn't make sense to me. And you got Peter saffron the the other co DC studio CEO, who's producing Aquaman. So you would think that James Wan, James Wan, James Gunn would actually promote the movie, promote the trailer, try to give it some more praise, give it some more oomph. But it's like it. But he's not. And I'm just kind of... I'm wondering exactly why. Why is that the case? Why is that the case? Because it doesn't feel like it's like... It's not just like James Gunn just being like, Fuck this movie. And It's not that. I just think it's something business. Something is contract maybe. I don't know. Or then maybe it is James Gunn just saying, Fuck this movie. I don't know. Just seems like that wouldn't be a good idea for a, a CEO to uh, to do, a creative CEO to do. It seemed like he would want to back the movie up, so... I don't know, man. It's all freaking weird. Everything's a mess. Everything's a freaking mess. I tell you. Batman Day. That's right. Batman Day 2023. That's why I'm wearing my Batman font shirt. Like I said, you can get this shirt if you want to. It's down below in the Film Junkie closet. You know, it's kind of cool idea. It's got all the. It's got different Batman fonts to spell out Batman, of course. So I thought naturally I would be wearing. I'd wear this. Uh, for for uh, tonight's show where am I at here okay I know where I'm at all right but we have some directors that posted things some Batman directors that definitely did post some things sadly I was like well, I was hoping that Zach was gonna post something about it you know like post an image of Ben Affleck that we haven't seen or something like that. He's done that before. It's like, hey, yeah, it's Happy Batman Day, and he posts an image of, Bat- of Ben Affleck in the suit or in the armor tune like that, and all of us go, you know, it's just like, oh, so good. Wow, we want more of that. We definitely want more of that. All right, so let's see what some of the some people things that were that I retweeted that I thought. And of course, there's like, you know the directors that have posted some things right here when it, when it came to Batman day. And, uh, I of course had a marathon over the weekend. I had a marathon of, uh, watching Batman movies. I watched Batman 89, Batman forever. Batman begins the dark Knight, And then the Batman, of course I, I, you know, I was like already halfway through the day. So that's, I was watching some, you know, baseball and stuff like that. And of course my giants were sucking ass as they do. And so I was like, all right, turn it off. Let's turn on Batman and whatever the hell. So, but yeah, there's some uh, art and all this stuff. Let's see. I think that's about it. There we go. Here we go. So obviously we also had, a. there's also uh, the Schumacher Cut was uh, having a campaign. So we had some of that right there, which that's a pretty cool piece of art. We got Rico Jr. right here who, you know, these Batman posters right here are pretty freaking sweet. Not going to lie. Pretty freaking sweet. Uh, we got Chris right here also posting, you know, some uh, Batfleck art as well as uh, Batinson right there. Uh, Batman TAS animated series Twitter account posted about the goats, the ultimate goat. This is a pretty cool poster of all these, all the Batman right there. I like that. This is what I posted, which uh, of course I've. Took that during this was during, of course, the full circle event, I think, or maybe it was like the other one. I don't know. But uh, I've been I've seen the statue twice. So that is pretty cool. All right. Uh, So Andy Muschietti. Andy Muschietti posted not one, but three different Batman images right here. So this was the first one, of course, him directing Michael Keaton's Batman, which I'm sure was amazing. But then, but then he posts this right here. The deleted scene from The Flash. We've already seen this image. He put it in black and white, which I think is pretty cool. But the fact that he posted this image right here of the deleted alternate post-credit scene, mid-credit scene, whatever it was going to be, where we're going to have Batfleck lost in the multiverse and contacted Barry through his monitors at his home. And he was going to be wearing... This costume, which had the silver bat on it, which looks pretty cool and Darth Vader-like when it comes to the cape. We're going to have this image right here, and he was going to be talking to Barry, saying, What did you do? What happened? And, of course, that was going to lead into a crisis movie. But it was just kind of interesting that, well, Muschietti he chose this one to do. But, of course, he wanted to show the different bat men in his movie. I just, I would have thought that he would have posted, like, an image from the bridge, but he decided to post this. Interesting. Clooney! And there's Clooney. So obviously, you know, when he... Clooney wasn't... Obviously, when you watch that scene, it's very obvious that both of them are just in front of green screens. They weren't actually outside, which is, you know, it's very noticeable, very obvious. Uh, I, 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 I can laugh at the gag when it comes to Clooney, but at the same time, I'm just like, yeah, just show that original ending. God damn it. It just... It just get, it does give me Justice vibes a little bit because you could just tell like Ezra's hair doesn't look the same and it's noticeably in front of a green screen. but uh, yeah, he posted this image right here of him of course directing George Clooney with that scene at the end that uh has been you know a little divisive when it comes to the community so posted all that so that's pretty sweet. So we got all that and then of course we had Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves posting as well. He was posting a lot of things. He didn't post anything new of course, but uh he was posting stuff. We got a behind the scenes of the Batman 66 movie right there. Thought that was pretty sweet. We have Mr. Fear Jason who's in the who's in the uh chat right now he posted that right there and then of course we have alessandro posting we even have uh mr chris mckay he posted some of his from uh his lego batman movie which deserved a fucking sequel god damn it why didn't get a sequel who knows but that's what was happening so there you go guys that was going on of course matt Reeves. you know he was retweeting things and just posting like happy batman day i mean it would have been cool if you like posted like the script to the to the Batman 2 or dropped like if, if is it actually going to be called the Batman part 2 or is there going to be like a subtitle to it maybe he could have posted something with that or teased villains that were going to be in the movie I don't know I just wish that there would have been something else because you know at least Muschietti he did post you know some behind the scenes stuff when it came to all the Batman actors so things that were like hmm interesting pretty cool so good on them I just wish Zach would have done it. But what can he do? All right, let's talk about the box office as we do every Monday show and see where everything's happening at the box office. That's right. So box office numbers in. Like I said, we are like in the we're in the horror. we're in the horror type. Um, you know, when it comes to no more summer blockbuster, we're getting a lot of horror movies, and we're just gonna be getting more and more. And of course, the Nun two. Uh, well, that came out last that's right, The Haunting uh, uh, in Venice came out this, I'm totally off on my, uh, on my, uh, n- on on what came out this week, so, all right, so here's the box office report, I'd hear The Nun took the number one spot, just barely, 14.5, as opposed to The Haunting in Venice, 14.3, uh, which I wanted to see, because it's the third one, and, you know, Kenneth Branagh's, like, a uh, trilogy of, uh, uh, what's his name hercules right that's uh, and I like the first two movies, but this one didn't get as much push because i don't know i don't know why it didn't but the biggest thing right here is you know the goat the fucking goat you gotta love this because now Oppenheimer. You know, yes, of course, Barbie's killing it and Oppenheimer's killing it. I really wish this movie would make a billion dollars, but it's most likely not going to make a billion dollars. It's got a ways to go and it's already been out for a little bit. But the fact of the matter is that this is like, this movie is now the biggest biopic of all time. This just shows you, this is this is like a Tom Cruise Maverick, Top Gun Maverick situation where it's like, when when it came to Top Gun Maverick, they kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And Tom Cruise was like, no, we're not going to release on streaming. We're going to put it out there, put it out there. And the final one they did, and it blew up last year and made a billion dollars. And it was huge. It was huge. When it comes to Chris, Christopher Nolan, yeah, I mean, he had a similar thing when it came to Tenet. Th- didn't have the same effect. But he pitched this, and he wanted to do this with Warner Brothers. They said no. And so he went over to Universal And here's where his demands, they met all his demands, and then look what happened. He made the movie, and now it's the top biopic of all time. And it's almost at a billion dollars. That, he's the fucking goat. He's the fucking goat right there, man, I tell you. so. And then Barbie passed the, uh, the first Avengers movie at the box office. So the first Avengers movie that came out, that top box office, it's now beaten that. And, of course, Barbie is at still $1.4 But, yeah, it uh, passed Avengers. Good on that. All right, so there's your box office. Quick box office report. But now we got Timmy Burton. Tim Burton. No, oh, he's got some words to say. He's got some things to say. I mean, it sucks because he was, of course, filming Beetlejuice 2. We still have not seen... Michael Keaton in the Beetlejuice makeup yet. We saw Winona Ryder. We saw Jenna or- Ortiz, right? Um, I was like, what's her last name? Uh, Ortega, not Ortiz. Ortega. I knew that was wrong. See? And I caught myself. Ortega, not Ortiz. Jesus. Anyways, so we saw them. We saw the outside sets. But of course, when it comes to Michael Keaton, we're not going to see it because that's all going to be indoors. And apparently 98 to 99% was done when it came to, was completed when it came to uh, Beetlejuice 2. So that does suck that, that that happened. So, all right. So, but he did want to, so what does he have to, f- <laughs> so when it comes to The Flash, what does he have to say about that? Well, first off, when he talks about, uh, you know, working with Michael Keaton. Oops, I already had that up, didn't I? Okay. So when it came to uh, working with Michael Keaton, I I totally messed that up. He said, like, uh, first right here, it said the question was, what can you tell me about uh, your working relationship with Michael? Beautiful. He was the same way. He didn't want to do it initially. (laughs) He had no necessarily uh, burning desire, but I have to say it was the most fun It reminded me of back in the old days, this unhinged thing unleashed on the set. I was quite shocked at how easy it was for him to kick it back into it. It was like... Demon possession. That's pretty freaking awesome right there. One more word about Michael. You obviously made two brilliant Batman films with him. Why did we never get a third from you guys? Well, the studio. It was like the earlier Disney situation. They had enough of me for that one. I think I upset McDonald's or something. We've all heard, yes, the fact that they were like, we can't sell Happy Meals because the freaking penguin bit a fucking nose off. So what? So what? All right. So then we got right here. Here's the question right here. Earlier this year, the Flash contained a sequence within a multiverse where they briefly show Nicolas Cage as Superman. In 1998, you were three weeks away from shooting Superman Lives with Nicolas as the star when the plug was pulled over two years of pre-production. Do you have any regrets about that? No, I have. No, he doesn't have regrets. I will say this, when you work that long on a project and it doesn't happen, it affects you for the rest of your life because you get passionate about things and each thing is an unknown journey and it wasn't there yet. And it's one of those experiences that never leaves you a little bit. But also, it goes into another AI thing and this is why I think I'm over it with the studio. You could take what you did, Batman or whatever, and culturally misappropriate it, or whatever you want to call it. Even though you're a slave of Disney or Warner Brothers, you can do whatever you want. So, in my latter years of life, I am in quiet revolt against this. That's right, guys. He's against it. He's against it. He's against what uh, some of these studios are doing. But isn't like Warner Brothers is they Are they making Beetlejuice? I don't know what's, who's making Beetlejuice, but that's kind of interesting. But yeah, I mean, it sucks because in a perfect world, we would have gotten at least a Batman Beyond movie starring Michael Keaton, directed by Tim Burton. Wouldn't that have been awesome? That would have been their trilogy. I was hoping for that. I was rooting for that. And apparently that was on the table at one point that they were going to have that. And I was like, please let that be the case. But I can understand that... Tim Burton was not probably a fan of what happened in the Flash. I could see that, totally see that. Uh, there's not really any mention if he, ever, he even saw the movie. He probably will never see the movie. Who knows? But it is kind of interesting because I'm wondering what conversations with Michael Keaton on the Beetlejuice two set that they had when it came to going back to Batman and what happened and all there. You know, and and you know with Michael Keaton being reluctant to to do Beetlejuice, you better believe he was reluctant to do. The Flash as well, you know, but and Michael Keaton was just like, fuck it. I'm going to go back to uh, some of my my most iconic characters and just play them again. Why not? He's 70 years old and he goes back, puts on the Batsuit. He's going back, putting on the Beetlejuice makeup. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like we already should have had a third Batman or he already should have been back as Batman in other in another movie. And there already should have been another Beetlejuice, which is weird. I don't know. It's like why i mean we're here we are like 30 plus years later and all this stuff is happening but that's the way it is that's just the way it is all right so let's go ahead and go to uh let's go to some questions seeing the time right here i haven't been talking too much looking at the game okay so we got two games on right now so they're bouncing back and forth we got 16 to 14 Steelers, okay? And then we got the Panthers and Saints. And uh, that's what's happening right now. My I'm looking at, you know, I, I have two fantasy leagues and I'm winning both of my games this week and I lost both of my games last week. So, it's looking good. I'm playing my brother in my family league, so at least there's that. All right, let's go to some Twitter questions. All right, we got Eric Hey, Dave, how much longer do you see the MCU going on before it's burned out? I think we're like in the midst of the burnout. What's needed for a franchise to just keep going on indefinitely and still make it big at the box office? Considering all things Watiti, and it's not as if it's as simple as good films, right? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, they should reboot with uh, X-Men and Fantastic Four. They should really do that. They should reboot, get a new Tony, get a new Steve, get a new everybody. Just reboot. Just reboot. It's kind of, I, that's, that's the way I would like. I would approach it. Just reboot the whole freaking thing. But with the X-Men, now you have a world with the X-Men and, uh, and Fantastic Four. But they won't do that. Uh, let's see, Ryan right here, that pick of Cage today. We think a sequel. Yeah, that's right. Again, embrace the bald head. They both look good bald. They do. I mean, we all knew that, uh, you know, Nicolas Cage had a receding hairline, but, uh, you know, obviously, uh, John Travolta was kidding himself for a bit. He wore, like, straight-up toupees. Um, so, maybe the, he's going to embrace the the bald. Devon Wouter. Hey, Dave, I just want, watched John Wick and it's one of my favorite movies of the year. My question to you is, do you think... The tracker is the uh, brother or husband of Sophia from, oh, interesting, that, yeah, that could be. They both have dogs with them, and uh, who's your favorite character from John Wick 4? I mean, obviously John Wick, but I loved, uh, you know, um, Holly Berry's character, like you were saying, like I thought that whole sequence in John Wick 3 with the dogs was just pretty amazing, just pretty damn freaking amazing, so... Mr. Nobody, I might be overestimating, but I think Aquaman 2 will make over $600 Okay, calling it right here. The first one was really good, and if they focus more on the brothers' dynamic, they can make it work really well. My concern is not James Wan, but rather Studio Interference. Yeah, my concern is not James Wan either. It is Studio Interference, 100%. I have to pee. If you guys know, I'm doing a pee-pee dance right now, but I'm making it to the end, guys. I'm making it to the end. I should have... Should have tinkled before I got on the stream right here. Darkness under the wind. Dave, if Anti Monitor is a big bad of the DCU, would you want to see him be the big bad of the second saga or save him as the end all be all for the third and final saga? Hmm. Yeah, because you almost want Brainiac to show up first. I don't know. And of course, you got Darkseid. I don't know. It's just like. But I wouldn't mind seeing the uh, Anti Monitor in there. I mean, that would be something different, right? manual over under aquaman 2 makes 400 million i would say yeah that sounds about right i would say that sounds about right could sound about right 400 million that sounds about right yeah it could be that so but anyways guys i really do have to pee and we're ending the show right now so it's all good but i appreciate you guys coming in uh and clicking in and spending some time with me of course turn on that music So make sure you smash that like thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and yes, uh, you know, if you're, you know, the people that are part of the Patreon, I apologize. I was planning on having, and even members, because I'm going to invite the members on too. I was planning on having a a Patreon stream this weekend, but I had to take care of something, and it just took, you know, again, private stuff just happened. So, uh, didn't happen, so I'll, I'll keep you guys posted on when we'll actually do that, so do all that, um... Support the channel with that. Support the channel with the members. I'll see you guys on Wednesday. Hopefully there's something to talk about when it comes to Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, guys, love ya. Talk to you later.